Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Visit them at appalachianrealty.com. Prestige Subaru, outfitting Western North Carolina for adventure with the 2019 Crosstrek. Find out how to make it yours at PrestigeSubaru.com. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Experience the best of the mountains in one place. Begin your trip at ChimneyRockPark.com. And Leapfrog Tours, offering tours and transportation so you can enjoy the beauty, adventure, and culture of Western North Carolina. Find out more at LeapfrogTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on 570 WWNC. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. When you're a member, you'll receive the latest news and travel tips and some upcoming vacation destination opportunities you're not going to want to miss. So just go to the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And remember, you can listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website. Website, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Well, I'm looking out the window here at the Studio Ranch, as they call it, over here in uh, in Asheville, North Carolina, and I have to say, I am so grateful to live in the heart of the world's oldest mountains. Did you know that Appalachia is one of the most biologically diverse regions in the world and North America's largest food shed? Well, today we're continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero and special guest Sarah Day Evans, who is the founding director of Accelerating Appalachia. And did you know that Sarah is a sixth-generation Kentuckian and has worked with communities and small businesses across the Southeast for 20 years? Well, welcome, Dana. I am so excited to have you back on the show today. Thank you so much, Marilyn. I'm so happy here. Where are you today? I know you're on the road. Yes. Um, I, as you mentioned, these beautiful Appalachian mountains. And so I have been traveling around Appalachia with Sarah Day Evans on the Accelerating Appalachia 2019 Cohort Tour. And right now I am in Ohio. What is a cohort tour Dana what are you all doing so this year um, seven amazing businesses were selected for accelerating Appalachia and this year all of them are women-led businesses there's Kentucky Greengrass Blue Estates Homegrown Hideaways Rachel DeRocher's and Madison County Community Learning Centers. And these are all businesses in Appalachia, in Ohio, Kentucky, and North Carolina 
who are nature-based businesses. And that's what Accelerating Appalachia does. It's the world's first nature-based business accelerator. And it is helping not only these businesses, but the communities that they serve. And I'm so excited that this year they're all (laughs) women-led. I love that. And you said that Appalachia... that this the excelling Appalachia has been around for how many years? It's been around for um, three cohorts and six years, and um, in four years, the three cohort, four cohorts. Well, on this tour, what do you all are you going to visit each other? Are they visiting each other's businesses? Yeah, so basically we're gathering the businesses together for three program sessions and then also um, having time after that and in between uh, to work with these businesses. But there's these amazing mentors and advisors and community members that come together, thought leaders that are advising these businesses and helping them to grow their businesses. And the reason that small businesses and these growing businesses are important in Appalachia and around the world is because these are our these are our local businesses, you know. Uh, they're providing amazing uh, opportunities for jobs. They are regenerating soil health, uh, saving farmland acres, uh, doing so much for local communities. And and as you know, with the Climate Listening Project, I um, I'm always listening to those stories. And so I've actually been taking photos of these amazing women and sharing their stories via the Climate Listening Project. Um, and, and seeing what inspires them. And so, you know, with this being all about travel, you know, one thing that we can do when we're thinking about climate and travel is, you know, always be looking for small businesses and ways to engage with local communities when you're traveling. Absolutely. And that is really what makes the trip so exciting is to be able to support the local economy and uh, and support and support the people who live in the areas where you're traveling. And, you know, I claim the Southern Appalachians as my home, and we have a lot of tourists who come here, too. This is where I became a lover of all things nature. I can't tell you how many times I've turned over rocks looking for salamanders and how many hours I've been bird watching. There's such a a great biodiversity in this region. I know you live up on a mountain. So, Dana, what what does Appalachia all mean to you, uh, especially in regard to how all of these uh, upstanding entrepreneurs are creating an economy around what this region is all about? Yeah, I think that you know, it is the most biodiverse region, and, and maybe people don't know that it is. And there are nature-based businesses out there, but we have to look for them. We have to support them. Um, and, and it's businesses from wellness, um, you know, products that are from nature and supporting nature. This new business, the Kentucky Greengrass, this is CBD oils, um, businesses like Blue Estates that are having pollinator-friendly um, farming and agriculture practices and creating products like um, natural teas that are, you know, good for your body and good for your mind. Um, these businesses that are bringing back 
people with nature, like Madison County Community Learning Center, where they're working with children to engage them interdisciplinary in school at a young age to learn how to connect with nature um, so that when they grow up, they become stewards of this area. Um, you know, just beautiful homegrown highways where people can stay in a holler in Appalachia and all kinds of amazing different kind of accommodations and reconnect with nature. And so instead of staying, you know, somewhere that, that you're, you're missing that opportunity to really connect back with nature and also support a small business at the same time. Um, so these, these businesses through the years of accelerating Appalachia have been so diverse, um, so many different kinds of businesses and I encourage people to uh, visit acceleratingappalachia.org to learn more about all of these different businesses from Tempe Company. Um, you know, the list goes on. So, so definitely check out acceleratingappalachia.org to learn about all these local amazing businesses throughout Appalachia. And it's such a model for the greater nation as well to uh, have this type of um Incubator, is that what you would call it? An incubator or uh, an accelerator, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so yeah. the and we'll be talking with Sarah Day Evans about this too and how the how this all works in the selection process and what the um, what these innovative businesses bring to the table. I know they you know, the the food and the craft beverages and fiber and textiles all working together to help grow the economy and the awareness. And being in nature, as you were saying, if there was ever a time that we need to promote and practice uh, being stewards, as you said, it's now. This is the time. Yeah. And not only are these businesses accelerating communities, where, you know, uh, conventional extractive agriculture or mining or tobacco industries are on the decline. But they're also, like, what being regenerative means is, you know, to be supporting communities, to be um, helping soil, to be helping all of the aspects um, of the ecosystem, right, that you're living and working in. And so that's what really excites me about this, is that they are so forward-thinking. They're creating climate solutions. They're creating solutions that are revitalizing their communities, connecting rural and urban areas um, throughout, you know, throughout the entire region. And, and it's just, it's, it's creating the kind of, you know, what we need, a culture um, that already exists, that is there in Appalachia right now. Absolutely. Well, Dana Ruggiero, thank you so much. You're, uh, I can't wait to talk to Sarah Day Evans and find out more about accelerating Appalachia. Uh, being stewards of this world of our of our own backyard is so important. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, Appalachian Realty Associates is a refreshing alternative to the big box franchise companies, and they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Appalachian Realty, a guiding force in the Asheville real estate market since 1979. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown Asheville. 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with LeapFrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, LeapFrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at leapfrogtours.com. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter. And Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Dana Ruggiero of the Climate Listening Project. This is our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. Our special guest today is Sarah Day Evans. Sarah is the founding director of Accelerating Appalachia and, as I mentioned before, a sixth generation Kentuckian. Sarah Day, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Marilyn. It's great to be here. So, Sarah Day, six generations in Kentucky. Tell me a little about that. Um, Well, let's see. There's way too much to tell about that. Um, But I will say that... um, my family mostly uh, grew, uh, my, my generational family um, is from the furthest western regions of Kentucky, although when I was born, they moved away, and I grew up across different states in Appalachia, uh, Virginia, um, North Carolina, and then we moved uh, back to central Kentucky to be a little closer to my, my parents' family, but we had this wonderful free-range childhood just in in the mountains and just would be gone all day um, exploring uh, streams, trees, um, and come in at dinner like a lot of kids did back in those days. Um, So I was uh, very appreciative that I had this free-range childhood to uh, really get connected and and stay connected. Sure. And 
over all these years, you've worked with a lot of communities and small businesses all throughout the Southeast. Give me, uh, let us know how you came to this idea of creating uh, this accelerator and how how this project even got started. Um, Well, I started out um, in environmental protection within the state of Kentucky for a number of years. Um, And all those years I was working, especially in East Kentucky, um, uh, I kept thinking about the economy um, and how we, you know, our economy has become so separated from our ecology, but we are absolutely dependent on our ecological um, ecosystems. And so, um, but I had wanted to bring that that kind of thinking into economic development. So I um, picked up a job in Asheville um, with the North Carolina Department of Commerce, helping to build a sustainable communities program. And and so this program was sort of an offshoot of that uh, to work more directly with the, what I I like to call them nature-based businesses, because they are building uh, a, a product or a service for our basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, and wellness. Those are kind of the four main categories, because that's what I was seeing a lot of, especially in Western North Carolina, amazing food, uh, textile, which is, you know, those former industries that supported North Carolina, especially textile and wood products. Um, and you probably know uh, Western North Carolina is one of the most robust natural building uh, regions in the country. Um, and those things, and of course, wellness, all the the schools of holistic herbalism around um, Asheville. And that is all a product of the nature of that place, which is, I know you all have touched on the incredible biodiversity, um, second most temperate rainforest on the planet. Uh, Southern Appalachia is the most diverse food shed in North America. Um, And that, uh, not just the nature and the temperature and the climate and the elevation that is conducive to that growth, but then there's this knowledge that's been passed down through the generations, starting with the Cherokee. Um, And that the wisdom and knowledge about um, heirlooms and seed saving and plants and um, edibles, uh, edible plants is, is something that's, goes back many, many generations, many more than my six generations of Kentuckians. Well, you mentioned the word food shed, and Mm -hmm. that's a term that I don't think many people are familiar with. Can you define that a little for us? Sure. Well, when we think about a watershed, um, the... That's that's defined by the geography of mountains, sort of you know how uh, you've got the headwaters of of rivers that begin at the tops of mountains and they go down one side or the other, and usually that sort of a con, you know you'll have a contained area that has this common watershed where waters are flowing from uh, peak to uh, to um, to their uh, rivers and. Creeks. Well, in the case of the food shed, it is also um, the, this is research done on mountain communities across the globe. Which mountains are the most biodiverse regions? And in our case, Southern Appalachia is, is defined by its mountains, but also by humans who have established that 
um, these states, and it sort of borders on southern and central Appalachia, but it's Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, and uh, southern Ohio. It's kind of this region that we're talking about. And that's where this concentration of plants, over so many, there are like over 1,500 heirloom seeds under cultivation, um, and that's just being cultivated. Then the variety of trees that exist um, in this region is beyond, uh, there are more species than what you see in other locations, if that makes sense. And you get out beyond those, those boundaries and that diversity of trees you might have oak and maple and, you know, or pine trees. You go out into sort of the, the Piedmont and, you know, lots of pine trees. But um, does that make sense? That all does. I totally get it. Okay. And the abundance and the uh, the richness and the diversity that's happening here. And it sounds like the businesses that you are working with, these entrepreneurs who are coming to the table with you, all target that diversity that lies here throughout what you just defined as Appalachia. Right. And their goal is how to, you know, make the products that, you know, our basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, and wellness in ways that don't uh, extract. Um, but actually, you there are, there are land use practices. It's called regenerative agriculture. And... Um, it, it, it's a it's an old practice. There are a number of practices. Um, don't leave your soil covered ever. Um, rotate your plants. Grow a variety of plants. It's called polyculture. Um, and and then when you have grazing animals like hooved animals. Um, uh, run in certain patterns. You don't want to have them confined. Like what we've got out east in North Carolina is what called CAFOs, confined animal feeding operations, and that's just that's really horrific for the animals and for the soil and for the planet. You've got all this concentrated area that's creating the mass pollution problems that we're seeing, and it's just it's really interesting. Um, but allowing animals to uh, graze in these patterns, um, they actually help to keep carbon in the soil. Their hooves, the, uh, their poop, <laughs> you know, uh, and so that's a big, you know, a, important piece of, of the work of regenerative agriculture is to um, keep carbon in the soil and even restore soil that's been degraded through these practices and sequ- pull in more carbon. Um, there are some numbers out there that were we to shift um, to sustainable, to regenerative agriculture, we could sequester about 40% of the carbon that we generate. Well, Sarah um, Day, that's a big piece. That yeah. is a huge piece. Tell me again the website. Accelerating Well, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. Uh, We'll be back with Sarah Day Evans and Dana Ruggiero. We're talking about Accelerating Appalachia.
Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Whether you're looking for a downtown Asheville loft, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with Leapfrog Tours. We love showcasing Western North Carolina, where there's a little something for everyone. You can sip your way through the extensive craft beer scene, see elk in their natural habitat, learn about the benefits of hemp and CBD at a sustainable farm, go on a history lesson along the French Broad River, and those are just a few examples of our fun tours. Learn more about our tour and transportation services at leapfrogtours.com. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. In the era of smartphones, we sometimes forget the value of paper and pen. Sometimes, after a long day of travel, you may find that your phone battery has died. What if you discover this just as you pop into your Uber to make your way to your hotel? Was all of your hotel information stored in your mobile device? It's a good idea to create a cheat sheet of key information that you can tuck into your wallet before a trip. Things to consider for this important document. Perhaps the hotel name and address and phone number, your confirmation number. How about your airline and flight information? And don't forget emergency contact numbers. Who remembers phone numbers anymore? Be a savvy traveler, and your trips will be smooth and easy. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. It's the top of the third, and our good friend Doc Lawrence is traveling on the Gourmet Highway. And today, Doc is in one of his favorite places, Sarasota, Florida. Well, Doc, I sure wish I was there with you right now to soak up those rays along the beautiful, white, sandy beaches. So tell us, what are you up to in Sarasota? Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the greatest show on earth. We're Maryland. I'm not in a movie. I wish I was. But I am in exciting, beautiful, lovely Sarasota, Florida. You know... I did my undergraduate work at Florida State University, and because it had its own circus, and so many of my classmates had parents associated with the Ringling Brothers Circus, I visited from time to time during my baby days and fell in love with Florida's Gulf Coast 
in this remarkable city of Sarasota. It's just gotten better over the years. Yes, Sarasota was known throughout the world as the home of the greatest show on earth. Specifically, Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus was owned and founded by John Ringling. The Ringlings, John and Mabel, lived here. And you know what? Maryland, they donated their home, a museum, art gallery, and grounds to this city in perpetuity. Their generosity has kept this place as one of the art centers of America, North America. It is beautiful beyond belief. And what they did is an example of noblesse oblige, and that is the rich giving back to the community and leaving a little love for future generations. And man, the Ringlings did that. Artists everywhere, Maryland, are painting seascapes while I'm talking to you. Children are being captured on a canvas, and tropical flowers that are blinding with their brilliant colors. The Ringlings introduced the performing arts to Sarasota, and really the state of Florida. Now the Oslo Theater and the Mets are part of FSU's Center for the Performing Arts, and they turn out actors, directors, set designers, choreographers by the year that fill the great stages of Broadway and throughout America and the world. Now, Maryland, don't get me wrong. Sarasota is part of Florida. While the cultural depth of this place is equal to Boston, it still is Florida and beaches, you bet. The great sandy beaches of Siesta Key and Longboat Key will bring you back. Restaurants, well, I digress a little bit. Maryland, Sarasota is home to my dear, lovely chef, Judy Gallagher. Judy is a restaurateur, a best-selling cookbook author, a TV celebrity chef here, and a magazine publisher. Chef Judy is Doc's favorite culinary authority in the Sunshine State. Man, can she cook, and can she cook in a way that satisfies a variety of appetites. Sarasota, Maryland has some of the best clubs and lounges in Florida. They even have a tour of their lounges and bars. Can you believe that? Fine dining galore. Last night, Maryland, we dined at Antoine's, a French-Belgian restaurant, and the experience will linger in my mind forever. Tonight, though, it's Beach Bistro. It's over on Anta Maria Island. It's owned and operated by Chef Sean Murphy, and you haven't enjoyed Florida until you dine on Chef Sean's cuisine. Tonight, it's Florida Lobster, Maryland, with some oysters. Now, I've already got a bottle of Cru Chablis on ice, ready to go. I'm looking forward to the evening, and yes, my guest is going to be Chef Judy. Marilyn, if you can't be with me, it's going to be just me and Judy. But she would welcome you. She would love you, as I do. Well, Marilyn, I got to go wash the sand off my feet, change into some presentable clothes, and get dressed for dinner. So, this is Doc Lawrence from Marilyn Ball. And speaking of travel, on the Gourmet Highway from marvelous Sarasota, Florida, saying, I hope to see you soon in your hometown.
Well, I'm heading there sooner than later, Doc. I'm ready for some of that fun and some of that delicious food. Oh, my goodness. Bye, Doc. Talk to you next week. Remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. We're here talking with Dana Ruggiero and special guest Sarah Day Evans, the founding director of Accelerating Appalachia. Dana, I am in awe of what Sarah Day is doing and how she is helping create this model of sustainability and uh, and an economy, something that you and I have talked about a lot, is so important everywhere you go. Absolutely. Um, you know, one thing that Sarah Day envisions with Accelerating Appalachia is to um, support and to build a economy and a culture built on the values of soil and soul. Um, Sarah Day, what does soil and soul mean to you? Well, it's inspired by um, two dear lifelong friends, um, also Kentuckians and well-known writers in um, farming and social justice, and that is Wendell Berry and Bell Hooks. Um, and these are people that, um, well, I grew up with Wendell, um, and, and early on um, you know, he conveyed the importance and the necessity of healthy soil for a myriad of reasons for our health, for the health of water, um, for the health of families and farmers. And, um, and then I met Belle about 17 years ago, and um, her writing around um, justice and, and beauty and love um, also has had a deep influence on our work. So when I say soil and soul, we are looking for um, businesses that, that that care about those values of regenerative and inclusive practices. And part of our training is, yes, we do a deep dive into the business. These are all businesses that are typically scaling regionally and some nationally. Um, and um, they, they want to do something that is not extractive to their communities and people. So, uh, they want to be. They want to have inclusive and socially just businesses, as well as use these good practices um, across the board with the farmers that provide for their products. So that's our training is um, is absolutely a, a for scaling businesses, and we go into all the pieces and parts of marketing, financials, and investment, but through these lenses of. Uh, regenerative practices and inclusive practices. Well, I so appreciate that having uh, moved to Appalachia in, in the 70s myself as a, a group of homesteaders and people who wanted to, you know, live off the grid and uh, and create community around uh, uh, what what those values that you just spoke about we're mm-hmm. already here in Appalachia. That that is what drew yes. us to this uh, to this region in the first place was the people who were here who had been living here for generations. Uh, those are those values, and for you to be able to um, to build more from that from those seeds is really a beautiful thing. I I thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Marilyn. I I couldn't. I just 
couldn't imagine doing it otherwise after the years of sort of piecing together um, the ecology and the economy in this effort, as so many are, um, to, to, to bring us into that hole, to bring us into that hole where we we are nature, <laughs> even though we talk about it as separate, uh, for better or worse, we are nature. And um, the more I think we can reconnect and feel reconnected to one another and to our place, the healthier we're going to be. Absolutely. And tell us again how uh, we can get more information about Accelerating Appalachia and and more information about what you're doing with that. Accelerating Just want to say we're, ex- we're finishing up our uh, the last of our three-day intensives here in Cincinnati, Ohio, which Cincinnati is a big diaspora for uh, Appalachian folks who had to relocate for jobs. But we did one in Asheville and one in Louisville. So we're excited. That is exciting. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel here with uh, Sarah, Day Evan- Sarah Day Evans with Accelerating Appalachia. Thank you, Sarah Day. And also Dana Ruggiero will be back in just a minute. Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Whether you're looking for a downtown Asheville loft, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with LeapFrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, LeapFrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at leapfrogtours.com. Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. 
Welcome back to Speaking with your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with my guest, Dana Ruggiero, with the Climate Listening Project. We're continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series with special guest Sarah Day Evans, the founding director of Accelerating Appalachia. And Dana, we, you and I throughout this series, throughout this year, have talked uh, with a lot of guests around uh, sustainability, biodiversity. Uh, we did a wonderful uh, show about migration and bird migration and uh so many areas that are really important for people to be paying attention to. Give me a little bit of idea of what it's been like for you to be in the heart of uh, of accelerating at somewhat historic time. Um, Marilyn, I love doing this speaking of travel climate listening series with you. You know, as I've traveled to Belize, being able to talk about birding tourism, um, traveling across America, listening to farmers and talking agritourism, uh, all the many green tips that we have given to travelers and the people that we've listened to um, has just been so much fun. I, I absolutely love this. And, and it is timely. It is important right now to be talking about climate change and to be talking about how we can create solutions through our travel because, you know, we, we do love the places that we live. We love the places that we travel to. And it's important to remember that the places we travel to, people live there too. Um, we're all so connected by the air we breathe, the water we drink, um, and, and this climate uh, situation that we're, we're all dealing with differently across America and around the world. Um, and so when, when I get an opportunity to work with these businesses and these entrepreneurs through Accelerating Appalachia, it is just an opportunity for me to have so much hope because they are creating solutions. And I always talk about with the Climate Listening Project that I'm not trying to convince anyone that climate change is real. I just want to show the real people that are impacted by climate change and especially the real people who are creating solutions. And this is what Accelerating Appalachia is doing. It's so exciting because uh, creating community, uh, creating economic development for the people who live there, you know, really raises the tide for everybody. And I'm I'm excited that this year all the businesses are women-led. Give me an idea of why that's important, given everything that's going on. Absolutely. You know, um, one of the biggest solutions to the climate crisis is um, supporting women, enabling women, educating women, providing women with investment and opportunities, uh, just even to equal, to get the same as men, but even further than that, to provide real inclusion and equity because there are some women out there who are powerhouse, solution-driven, um, amazing, amazing women um, that who knows if we give them the opportunities and the education and the resources that they need, how much further we can go with innovation and um, and just creating, creating the kind of world that we want. Um, women women are 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 the kind of people that are looking at 
future. You know, the one the one accelerating Appalachia business, the Madison County Community Learning Centers, where they are educating the children. They're thinking about not only, you know, how do we take care of today, but how do we take care of future generations and how do we keep this world and Appalachia and everywhere, you know, can can be this way. This isn't this is something that 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 we need everywhere, right? Um, and so they're thinking about that future. Um, you know, Blue Estates is a business that was been that was it was the land has been handed down from generation to generation in Kentucky, and now the owner tip is taking that opportunity with this land to be growing these pollinators after growing up sort of in tobacco is now having. So many diverse species on her farm. Her daughter is involved. It is something that now has integrated out into the community um, with people coming in for events, uh, people learning from her about wellness. It's just these these ways that that women um, like Rachel with the incubator kitchen, who has was the first incubator kitchen in Kentucky and has launched over 50 businesses out of this incubator. Um, it is the kind of nourishing, supportive uh, network of, of women helping women and women helping children and women helping nature um, that, that creates the kind of solutions we need. Well, that is uh that that is hopeful I, when you when you mentioned you know this is what gives me hope this is what i think will give all hope and i i really especially love uh how there are these solutions how we can look at um here are innovators here are forward thinking people here are uh you know here's community who is uh preserving and protecting and sustaining our community, our Mother Earth, all of the, uh, all of you know the kind of slippery slope where we are right now, and yet throughout all of our series, Dana, we've been able to share uh, solutions and something that we need to keep reminding people is that yes, each one of us uh, can find a way to make these kind of changes happen. Absolutely. You know, these changes, the people that are driving change, they're out there. We need to support them and, and we need to listen. And that's why through the Climate Listening Project, you know, I, I really try to talk about climate change in, in these ways of listening to each other um, because the climate is changing. But in order to mitigate those changes, to adapt to those changes, we need to make some changes to our, our social climate, our inclusion climate, our economic climate, and our political climate so that we can better support women, better support communities, and better support these solutions that, that are there and that we, we, we can really thrive um, if, we, if we take those opportunities and run with them. Um, and, and I try to listen, and I have these amazing women-led businesses uh, these women have shared their stories with me, and I've taken some photos. And so on the Facebook page for Climate Listening Project, you can actually 
uh, see their photos and read their stories of how, you know, for example, the founder of the Kentucky Greengrass Ray, how she grew up, her family, she comes from generations of miners and now has started this hemp company and is really thinking about how to be taking care of the land in new ways um, and also giving back to her community. Um, so you can hear their stories of transformation, their stories of growth, their individual stories um, of how they are, you know, taking these solutions and running with them and see how you can better support these types of solutions in your own communities. Absolutely. And Dana, give us the website for Accelerating Appalachia. You can you can learn all about these businesses at acceleratingappalachia.org. Dot org. And for the... Uh, uh, climate listening project where can we go the, you mentioned the facebook anything else that um is there a portal where people can can learn more yeah also on instagram at climate listening project and then on climate listening org. and i also just released a new film about unheard stories so you can watch that in those places as well and tell us what is the uh, movie about the film my new film is called Earth People Words, and it features Sean Hill, Elizabeth Bradfield, Laura Hope Gill, and Joy Harjo. Um, they are poets, and they are talking about the power of our stories. Well, we've got some powerful stories to tell, don't we, Dana? Yes. <laughs> Yay. Well, Dana Ruggiero with the Climate Listening Project uh, will continue next month with our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. Uh, special guest today, Sarah Day Evans. Thank you, Sarah, the founding director of Accelerating Appalachia. Both of you, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, as always, for listening and for inviting others to listen. Absolutely. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. Go out and have a really great week and think about um, being stewards. There's something about feeling that you are a part of this land, a part of nature. Uh, you look up at the trees, you sit by the river and, and be a part of all of that. Help with the solutions that Sarah Day Evans is doing. Um, Go into nature, take a walk, look up, look down, think about uh, what is important uh, and what does all of this mean to you. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Oh.